Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Millennium Pod, a Star Wars podcast by me, Ari, at ari.in.space on TikTok and at millenniumpod underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Today I'm very excited because I'm joined by one of my my true Star Wars homies um, who has been on several times now. She keeps coming back, which is just lovely. Um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself again for those people who may may not have listened to your previous episodes you've been on, name, pronouns, uh, where we can find you on social media. And once again, I would like you to plug your amazing podcast. <laughs> I would be more than happy to do so. Hello, everyone. Ari, thanks for having me back. Uh, My name is Camilla. Pronouns are she, her. You can find me on TikTok at Boricuawuki. And then you can also, that's that's mainly where I'm at. And then you can also find me on Instagram. My, um, my, I have a Star Wars narrative podcast called Beings of the Galaxy. And it is an anthology podcast where each episode tells a story of a different being in the galaxy, the people in the background and how they're the heroes of their own story. Um, and that, so check that out. That, that seasons, that season one is, is coming to a close very soon. So, but all the episodes will be streaming soon wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, but then you can also find us on Instagram at beings of the galaxy pod. Um, and yeah, the podcast is wherever, um, pods are streaming, but but yeah, that's me, but I'm excited. I always love hanging out on the Millennium Pod with my good, good friend, Ari.in.space. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Please check out Camilla's podcast. I say it every time. In fact, I think I've mentioned it in episodes that she's not on. So if you've listened to me at all, um, you know, I love Camilla and everything she does and you should too. But um, and you should and Ari <laughs> has actually been in an episode of Beings oh, of the Galaxy. True. Um, a conquering of self is the name of um, her episode, which I think is episode four, right? Or that was five. five. Or six? I think it's five. Five. I think you're right. It's five. Yeah. So it was a lot. Episode of ten just released this past week. So yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> ten oh episodes. Gosh. That's wild. No, isn't it wild? You're like, oh, I've actually been doing something for a while. Wild. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, check that out. If you haven't gotten sick of my voice yet, you can hear me uh, do a little bit of a little bit of voice acting, a little dabbling there. <laughs> um, okay, but this episode is another another visions episode. Uh, apologies if you're like a hardcore Millennium Pod Visions episode fan because I just left y'all hanging last week. But um, we're back with another one, and this one is going to be on uh, Lop and Ocho, which is very exciting. But first, before we get into that, I do feel like we have some something very pressing to discuss. The date today is October 23rd, 2021. And yesterday, October 22nd, 2021, we had something truly, truly very exciting and shocking. I didn't I didn't see it coming. Uh, be announced in the in the Star Wars fandom, Star Wars world, whatever. And that is that. Not only will he be in Kenobi, but Hayden Christensen will also be returning as Anakin, Darth Vader, whatever, in the Ahsoka series. So <laughs> Camilla is smiling very big right now. Um, I have not stopped smiling since yesterday. <laughs> yeah, very exciting. Uh, this means, so number one for me, what I thought, first thought, uh, which is probably not the best first thought, but regardless i'm gonna tell y'all was okay we're getting him twice so that means if we there is not a clone wars flashback in either of the shows in which he's wearing anakin's clone wars armor i'm quitting i'm quitting the (laughs) fandom because that armor is just and i i need it i need it on that live action man so Aside from that, I'm very excited about what this has to offer from a storytelling point of view. But <laughs> Camilla, please take the mic away from me because truly I should not be allowed. <laughs> Dude, you can say and feel all of the things, whatever you want. It is, uh, it is like Chris, it was Christmas afternoon. I think I was like, what was I? I was scrolling my email and I got the email alert from the Hollywood Reporter that was like, Hayden Christensen. It just I saw the 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 subject line was just like Hayden Christensen, and then it was like something else about like legendary pictures. And I was like, oh, is Hayden gonna be in another like cool like he's getting he's gonna be in another movie? And then I opened it and it was like Hayden Christensen returning for Ahsoka, and I 
lost it. <laughs> I was like, no way, what? Um, and then, and then, yeah, and then immediately ran to the, and like the Hollywood Reporter is a legit site. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, this is, this is, this is real. And then Rosario posted about it on Instagram and then deleted it, but like confirmed it, <laughs> you know? So I screen, I saw it and I screenshotted her thing and like, somebody i've like so many tweets have been saying if i get hayden christensen saying snips in the show i will pass away and i agree it's just like if she calls him sky guy or he calls her snips anything like that and and like a lot of people have been like do you want to see flashbacks do you want to see him as Darth Vader? do you want to see him as as anakin i'm just like d all of the above like why not you know same you know what i'm thinking right now the Cause like, I'm like, okay, I wonder if they will do like flashbacks that we haven't seen, or if they would pick maybe a few moments from the Clone Wars. I mean, assuming they're doing flashbacks, I don't know. Cause we don't really know. I mean, it takes place after, uh, the Mandalorian, right? So he's not yeah. live. So I would Correct. assume it's flashbacks. Um, and I would just really like that scene where, uh, where, um, I can't remember what what uh episode it's in but where like buzz droids attack his ship and he gets like electrocuted and passes out and then ahsoka manages to save his ship from like rolling off the cliff and then he gets out and she's like fighter crashed i saved the day you're welcome i just oh that would be so good but um, yeah i just i need some like anakin ahsoka sass um so that episode i'm pretty sure that moment is from um the first episode of the wrong jedi arc and like, I know we talked a lot, I know like when, when, uh, when Ahsoka says like, where is Grand Admiral Thrawn? Everybody's like, oh my gosh, she's looking for Ezra. And it's like, yeah, I think that that's still, it feels like the searching for Ezra, looking for Thrawn, all of that piece of it feels like that is our, going to be our main, like physical journey through the show. But since it is Ahsoka's story, we have a lot of like emotional, like trauma that homegirl's got to work through. Like she's she's wrestling with because it feels like okay, so it feels like with like Obi Wan Kenobi and with Ahsoka, both of them are wrestling with the trauma of did they fail Anakin? And like with Ahsoka, we have that deliciously hurtful moment in Rebels where she's has the like the like that Anakin projection or it's not a Force ghost, but um, in the temple is like you betrayed me. You like left me. And she's like, I thought I did what was right. And she's wrestling with that and wrestling with like, is it her fault that he's Vader, you know? And so that's why I think that the cause, the case for him coming back as a force ghost makes the most sense for him to like help her work through oh, yeah. feeling like she's the one who let Anakin down, but it's like in the process of her looking for Thrawn, I just had another, I just had another thought. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. (laughs) Well, no, Thrawn can, no, not, cannot force users see force ghosts. That's a good question. I don't know because every time we see a force ghost, like it's a, it's a Jedi seeing one. Right. So. So maybe not. I don't know. Or maybe the force ghosts like just decides who they want to like show themselves to. But yeah. I feel like you're right. I feel like, yeah, not because I mean, I feel like you kind of have to be in tune with the force. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. My thought was like, I, have you, have you read the Thrawn books? Um, that's a long story that I won't bore people <laughs> with, but I'm halfway through the first one. It's not because uh, I didn't want to read it and I got bored, but because the rising storm came out and then I got distracted and forgot about it. So I actually, it's next on my list to go back to. <laughs> All good. But like Thrawn alliances is like cut between Thrawn and Anakin doing stuff on the two oh, versus right, right, Thrawn right. and Vader. Um, so it's like, I mean, like, Anakin could remember Thrawn if like Ahsoka's looking for, I don't know. It's like, it all feels very, it like, all there's feels, that layer of it. It's going to be so good. Okay, okay, wait. And, no, go ahead. Actually, you go first. Mine's not that mm-hmm. important. I was also going to say, there's also the whole conversation about how the Ahsoka logo is the world between worlds. Yeah! I forgot about that. That was a very enthusiastic, yeah, but yes. Um, so yeah, it's like, it definitely, how does that come into play? I feel like you're definitely right in that 
um, like the main like physical plot we'll say is going to be searching for Thrawn. I mean, obviously like, like literally they wouldn't have given us like, where is grand Admiral Thrawn if that wasn't going to be a thing. Also like Dave really owes us because I do need to know where Ezra <laughs> is. So um, <laughs> I do feel like that's going to be a thing. And ev- also like everyone wants to know where Ezra is. Um, but I do like the idea of maybe like Anakin, cause he's redeemed now. Right. And so like him coming back as a force ghost and like, whether it's a recurring thing or even just once like kind of guiding her, giving her some advice as like a final master to apprentice. Okay. Wait, imagine, imagine, right. Whatever episode opens and we see like the outline the silhouette of a force ghost. And we're like, Ooh, who is it? I mean, we probably could figure out. And then we see Ahsoka turn and see him. And then he just goes, Hey, snips. Ah! I would die. <laughs> well, dude, like, there's a world i was thinking about this there's a world where okay there's a world where we get ewan mcgregor aged up to alec guinness and like he's a force ghost and it's like the disaster trio could reunite you know in force ghost mode the two of them we just need uh rex to show up and all my dreams will come true okay maybe we need to temper our expectations a little bit however i do think i still feel like i think force ghost is definitely going to be a thing but i also feel like one or two like clone wars type flashbacks or even just like brief flashbacks anakin ahsoka uh would make a lot of sense to happen just to like further show her trauma and potentially like and it, I guess it also depends on like what narrative they're going with and stuff. And like, if people were to find out that she was uh, Darth Vader's apprentice, essentially, I wonder now I'm thinking about like bloodline and the whole Leia thing. I'm like, Oh no, what if people yeah. find out about Ahsoka? Oh my gosh. There's some, when does this come out? Because I'm just going to keep Dude, thinking. I'm assuming like end of 2023. Yeah. I think you're right. Or like summer it's, 2023. It's almost 2022. And yeah. Is Kenobi supposed to come out next year? Right. Yeah, we can talk about this another. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to hijack your podcast, but like I like went through with Beth and like we went through and like kind of mapped out our assumption for when the shows will come out and predicted this was before they dropped the Book of Boba Fett news. But I was like, December 29th, that's when it makes most sense for Book of Boba Fett to drop. Oh my god, and we were right. And I was like, oh shoot, I gotta keep, I gotta like put my predictions on paper so that we know. But I mean, I'm predicting a May 4th drop because yeah one it's like the biggest star wars date but all of the like obi-wan books are releasing around that time so in a marketing sense it makes the most sense that is a very good point let's uh the millennium pod endorses that prediction (laughs) incredible Okay. okay I think we have fangirled enough. Well, there's never enough, honestly. But uh, for the purposes of this episode, I think we have fangirled enough. Uh, So let's move on now to uh, the main idea, I guess, of this episode, which is supposed to be about uh, Lop and Ocho, which is very sad. (laughs) Um, First impressions Mm -hmm. were it did not go in the direction that I thought it was going to go. And as a side mm-hmm. note, obviously spoilers for Lapa Nocho, if you haven't seen it, I don't know why you clicked on an episode entitled Lapa Nocho, but um, <laughs> dad, dad, actually, this is at, at my dad because he watched my tattoo or listened to the Tatooine Rhapsody episode and was like, I had no idea what you were talking about. So Carrie, if you're listening, <laughs> goodbye. Um, oh my anyhow, God. <laughs> yeah. It didn't go the way I thought it was going to at all because I mean, it didn't end that well. Um, And that's very not like Star Wars. Star Wars usually ends kind of hopeful. I mean, even like something as dark as like Revenge of the Sith ends with like a little bit. It's like a little bit hopeful. Um, Mm -hmm. And so and this was just kind of like, oh, darn. Um, But I still really enjoyed it. And for what it was. And in a way, I guess it was maybe a little refreshing and depressing, but refreshing that, you know, it didn't all tie up nicely. But um, what are your thoughts, first impressions, feelings? Yeah, I mean, I fully agree. Like, I'm, 
I totally am like right there with you and I fully agree. Um, I, um, you, you are very familiar with this, but for anybody who's listening, who doesn't know me, I'm like, one of my favorite parts of Star Wars is just women of Star Wars. And so I, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I got <laughs> never shut up about how much I love the women of Star Wars and so naturally all of the episodes about women and visions were my favorite and (laughs) like La Pinocho is like in the top three for sure um and and so like that immediate I was immediately hooked by like the story of these two sisters Mm -hmm. um because I like I'm thinking about it and I don't think we really have there's a lot of brotherhood stories in Star Wars but there's not many stories about sisterhood um and um and there's like there's like yeah there's like a lot of like connection stories but again it's like uh, it's it'll either be like a man and a woman or two men but it's never really ever two women connected um and so I was like really fascinated by that and then again like the whole idea of like are we're not bound by blood I mean it was just like it was like I first just visions in general they were like we are massive Star Wars fans, but we're going to tell it our way. Yeah. And so I was like, this episode also just felt so much just each episode, but this one really did feel like it's just so Star Wars down to like the empire conflict, everything that they were dealing with in terms of like their own little rebellion. And then this, there's a, there's a line that you see in Star Wars all the time. That's like, it's the right thing to do. And then I caught it the second time I was watching this is that somebody says, I don't remember how long move my notes. Um, um, somebody says boss Yasabudo always does the right thing and so like you have that theme in there that's very Star Wars and like hope is still in there the whole like freaking Jedi stuff of it was like yeah chef's kiss um, but yeah I mean the ending is like still very sad and it like all of the stories kind of leave off in this place where where you're like uh, there's like there's it's just we only get we only get such a small lens into this story and it's so contained and I just I want more give me a book <laughs> I want a yeah. book of Lapanocho give us a Lapanocho uh novel please um yeah yeah no I definitely yeah I agree it's it felt very Star Wars um I mean, like, yeah, there's found family, the the whole not mm. not blood thing. I really liked mm-hmm. because that's a theme that I really like in Star Wars. And I mm-hmm. really appreciate uh for anyone who's listened to the Ray episode, you know how much I like the, the not that. But yeah, I think it was just interesting how because usually in Star Wars, you know. There is that fight and there is that, like, I'm going to save you. I'm going to turn you back from, I mean, obviously, uh, what's her name? Ocho wasn't on the dark side, but for the purpose of this, we can kind of pretend. But, like, in all the other Star Wars stories are like, yeah, I'm going to turn you back from the dark side and there's a conflict and then it seems like it's not going to happen. And then it does. Whereas this one, it just it just didn't. And it felt, up until that point, it felt very uh, Ray and Kylo Ren vibes to me because especially mm-hmm. when she... Uh, when Lop is like, I will save you. Um, mm-hmm. That's that felt very Ray to be like Ben can be turned. He's still in there, so I liked that a lot. But then, yeah, I do think, as I said, it's interesting and nice because you know what? Not everything always works out in real life. So as sad Correct. as it is, yeah. it's kind of <laughs> nice to see that in Star Wars sometimes. <laughs> Retweet. I love what you said about she's not on the dark side. And I was actually thinking about this in this episode and I, and like, I think that, so, yeah, that was something that was something that I was thinking about. It was like, okay, she's not, that's the understanding, right? That Ocho yeah. isn't a force user. Yeah. Um, but what I loved about seeing her joining the empire is that, it's like the force you see people throughout star Wars attuned to the force, people who aren't force users. The, the, the one that comes to mind is Lyra for me. Um, Jen's mom is like very attuned to the force. Maz Kanata is another one, very attuned to the force, but isn't a force user. And it's like, but we always, we've seen so many examples of people who have been like moved and impacted by the light side of the force. And so that's why I thought this was like really interesting because you see like her really clearly affected by the dark side of the force. Mm-hmm. And 
um, how it like twisted her to, it's like, it's, it's, it's part dark side of the force. And then part, one of my favorite episodes of the Clone Wars arcs is the Yoda arc at the end of episode six with the shadow Um, self. Yeah. I think about, I have talked about the shadow self in like multiple contexts in like, (laughs) in terms of like crosshair and in terms of like just people in general. And so like you see Ocho dealing with the shadow self and how, and like, how she came into it with good intentions. And it's like all of these like dark side characters, people who follow the dark side go into it thinking that their intentions are good. Yeah. Save Padme. I want to like get the power to save Padme, Anakin. And then you have like Ocho is I want to, I'm doing this to like save our planet and move us forward and into the future. But it's like the dark side twists and corrupts. And then it like, you can see the way that, this is why I want a book because I think that there's a lot to mine there with like her internal, her internal conflict. Like there's a, um, what did she say? Ocho says it's time. It's time for the, or she doesn't say this, but it's like, it might be the end of our family. They're talking about that. Um, Oh, it's, it's Ocho says to her father, she's not part of our family. And Mm. I'm like, how did you get to that point where yeah. you're like, you're not part of, you were the one that wanted this girl to be part of your family. What, how, what were you dealing with? Like what pride were you dealing with? Did you guys, are you jealous of this girl? Like, do you think you're better than Lop? All of this kinds of stuff. You feel like your family is broken. You are like, I can't turn back now. It's too late. Yeah. Does part of her want to turn back? So it's like, that's why I want a book because there's just like so much to mine there. And like, you right. can clearly see the dark side affecting her, even though she's not a force user, which I think is, is super interesting. I also think a book would be really cool to get like, potentially like I can just see it already. Like some flashbacks of what happened during those seven years. Like it can have the same time jump, but then have like previously on, but like, not obviously. yeah, but like, I think that would be, that would also be really neat. Um, because yeah, there is like, and like, yes, I understand that it's supposed to be like a short story and we're not supposed to know and understand everything, but there is like, yeah, that little bit of disconnect from the little girl who was like, you can be in our family. And the dad mm-hmm. being like, now I have to invite her because you you said that to then yeah. kind of almost like you, you're, you're truly my daughter, which is really good. We love that kind of development from, from the dad, but um to then yeah Ocho being like you're not even in this family like what what caused that insecurity because it wasn't insecurity like from a small age which is usually like what would cause that kind of thing so like it's interesting mm-hmm. to think about what happened and what potentially like what is the empire and uh like the imperials that she's she's talking with like what are they feeding her and what are they telling her um and it also yep kind of uh makes me think about how the empire is very like elitist and Mm -hmm. such and so yeah like what are they feeding her like i can assume that a conversation was had like why are you why are you sisters with that she's not even human or your blood like i can totally see that happening and so it would be neat to have a book and see that and kind of get to see Ocho's perspective and her wrestling with that. And then ultimately how she came to the conclusion, like, yeah, that's right. She's not my sister. Right. Oh my gosh. That's so, oh gosh. That's so, you're so right. That's so good because I mean, this is like this chick, (laughs) this chick, Lop was, uh, (laughs) Lop was a slave of of the empire, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you saved her, you gave her this, good life did she do you did you get to the point where you're like did she not repay me like yeah it feels like Ocho are you dealing with comparison where you're comparing yourself to Lop and Lop is like beloved by people in 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 your on your world and like very much accepted in a way that maybe you weren't accepted so there's like there definitely feels like there's so much festering under the surface Mm -hmm. that Ocho is dealing with because it's like how you don't just make that kind of decision and it's like of course it's a 17 it's like a 20 something minute episode yeah um 
And so they can't get into it, but that's why it's like, it's raising a lot of really interesting questions. I also really love the image of her cutting her hair and cutting her braid. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, we've seen that so much, but we've only ever seen it when people like, we really like, you see it with obviously like Padawans cutting, like cutting the braid off as I'm like stepping into the next step in my journey of becoming a Jedi Knight. And then you see Kanan like cutting his hair off as he like, also kind of steps in his future and it's it's like this image of I'm like I'm stepping into the light and into my purpose yeah and it's like to see her like and it's like a cutting away of the past but for Ocho it's I'm severing my ties with my family completely and choosing the empire and so like that's why it was such a devastating thing for Lop to see like her completely cutting off her connection with her family um so I thought that was also like a really cool image and ties into the whole like dark side effects of it all. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting to like, think about, cause I'll like think about her motivations still because it, like she did cut ties with her family, but it was like, at the same time, she's like, I'm trying to save our family, but this is how I need to do it. And I also wonder, it kind of begs the question, like again, which I know you and I have discussed at length, like how does the empire get people? Like how mm-hmm. do they, how do they do it? And I mean, really in a place like, what is it? Is it Tau? I think that's the planet name. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Where is it just because, you know, they've come in and they've kind of screwed a lot of things up and made it so that they're the only viable option or like, like how are they like, Again, I'm always like, I've said this many times. I'm like, how do they get people? (laughs) Um, Because I still want to believe that Ocho is still a good person because she was still raised by uh, Yasaburo. And um, Mm -hmm. he's like a good person and people recognize that. And so it's like, just, it's so interesting to like, think about how and like why people why people uh, will go down these paths. I'm reading this book right now. It's not a Star Wars book, but there was a line I read the other day that just felt very Star Wars. And it was like something along the lines of like for every like impure action has a pure Mm -hmm. intent. And I was like, Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to have to uh, make a TikTok about that or something. But, um, um, but I feel like that's kind of like what's happening here too, is it's like, she means well, but she's just like, so not, right and it's like yeah it's an interesting commentary on how that can happen and like how it can happen anywhere and it happens all throughout star wars but yeah it's the justification of like why it's it's like slowly coming to the justification of why that the that the the ends justify the means of how we're going Mm -hmm. about doing this and then i think it's like you have to you get to a point where I think there are a lot of people who do inherently believe that like what the empire is doing is right and they don't have to convince themselves. But I think that there's also like a lot of people who slowly have to convince themselves that what the empire is doing is right. And then I think that is more dangerous because it's like, you knew it was right. You knew it was wrong, Mm -hmm. but you were like continuing like to force yourself to get numb enough to be like, okay with it. And to believe that, that they really do have the right intentions. So I'm like, I don't know, like what, what is, does Ocho know that like what they're doing is wrong or does she like firmly believe that this is the right thing to do? Because it's like at the beginning, before the fight, it like feels like that's her entire motivation is the planet. And then during the fight, it feels like it switches to I'm fighting against you because of something that like maybe happened in the past and like, a, a break and a disconnect in our relationship and her own insecurities and her and her own like coming truly from a pace of pain rather than like I'm fighting you because you're wrong. Yeah. So we need a book. We need a book. We need a book. Like hello Lucasfilm, please. <laughs> um the other thing I really liked that was a really good line was when Ocho and her dad they're like yelling at each other near the beginning and um She's like, the Empire's here and they want to help us. And he goes, that's just a diplomatic way of them saying they're taking over. And I was like, oh, that was good. (laughs) That was good because it's so true because they 
the empire really in a lot of situations made themselves look like the heroes. Like, I mean, that's how yep. we get like the entirety of lost stars, the book, everybody mm-hmm. read, uh, I've said this many times. Um, mm-hmm. Like, again, it's like these people who have, they're either a bad, like poor off to start with They're an outer rim, backwater world, whatever. And life sucks to start with. And the empire comes in and is like, we can be better. Or the empire comes in and screws some stuff up and then is like, we can make it better, which is what happened here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like it was a beautiful planet and then they exploited it. Um, I think in parts of Rebels, like similar thing, like thinking happens on the fall. Like it's just like that idea of let's make a problem, but then paint ourselves as the hero, even mm-hmm. though we're the problem. But feels mm-hmm. like a lot of people don't realize that they were the problem. They have this exactly. way of being so sneaky. But yeah, it's just... Uh, I love talking about the empire. Such a bad thing, but it's, it's so fun to talk about. <laughs> it is. It's, it's like, it's, it's fun to talk about because it's like scarily makes sense. You're mm-hmm. like, I get, I understand, I, I can see what they're doing and I see how people fall for it. And that's why it's, that's why the empire is so scary. Cause it's like, this is real. Like this yeah. kind of stuff happens Yeah. in everyday life. And so that's why I like, and, and the, the, like the gray area in the empire, like remove the Palpatine piece of it, remove the Vader piece of it, remove the Sith side of it. Like the foundations, the beliefs of the empire and folks who support the empire that will always be around. You see that in bloodline with like the centers, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so like, that's why I think it's like, that's why it's so, that's why the empire's so scary because it's like people will always support it even if you get rid of it people will always support empire ideology imperial ideology however you want to pronounce it or say it um which is devastating but also so fascinating yeah yeah i feel like the empire is just an extreme consequence of an ideology that's just always going to be there like there's just always going to be that um a great line, Ari. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, it's true because like, and even not every like centrist in, in bloodline. And for those of you who haven't read, they're the ones who obviously align more with like an imperial type thing where there's kind of a more of a governing body um, vibe. And obviously not every single one of those people agreed with the empire and what it did specifically. Mm -hmm. They didn't want a death star. They didn't agree with that kind of things, but like in general, they agree with, we need more governance, which as at its root is, is what the empire is. It just wants Mm -hmm. to be more in control. And so it's Mm -hmm. interesting. It's also interesting to think about how we get from, yeah, I think we should have more government control to death star. Like how, how does that progress? And like, at what rate does that progress and all the factors that kind of allow that to happen, which is really Mm -hmm. so good. Star Wars politics. Yes. (laughs) As soon as I was just gonna say, as soon as uh, I, started because I asked you which which episodes you most liked and then you told me like this was one of them as soon as I started watching this I was like ah yes I know why Camilla liked this (laughs) (laughs) uh yes the the yeah I forget like how the like what the very first words were the narrator was saying uh but my first notes were the empire comes in uh or people of Tao need to modernize to survive being in the empire empire takes advantage of them sucking life out of this planet oppression in the name of advancement yes. um were my first notes but yeah i was like "Ooh, we're getting some <laughs> politics i know I'm Honestly, in. as soon as i saw that imperial cruiser come in i was like this is just i know it already um reading the description that's like a family decides what to do about the empire i was like ah yes here we go <laughs> it's gonna be good <laughs> here we go um but yeah that was all my like key, key like points I wanted to hit on. But mm-hmm. do you have any last words about this episode uh, that you feel like? Yeah, I mean, I think I just like loved the, the like, it was like yeah, I loved all the like rep- the, the um, political stuff, but also like Lop's whole journey in terms of mm-hmm. like 
it feels like the two sisters are dealing with their own insecurities and we see how they come to fruition in the end where like Ocho, Ocho's insecurity somehow is like this insecurity about her sister and her place in her family. Um, and that comes to like its climax when she sees that Lop is the one who got the lightsaber. Yeah. And then, and then Lop's whole insecurity is that like really how much of a part of this family is she? And then like receives the lightsaber. And then when her, and like her father like finally truly accepts her and the whole, like that line inheritance um, isn't found by blood. I think yeah. is what he says. Yeah. Um, and and that like really struck me. I mean, it's the, it's like we were talking about earlier. It's um, it's Ray's journey in terms of um, realizing that like some things are stronger than blood, but yeah. what Luke says to her. And, and that's yes. like, that's what this episode I feel like was all about. And, and that family doesn't just mean blood lines. And Ocho knew that at the beginning and lost sight of that by the end. And Lop mm-hmm. learned it and then like truly held on to it to the very end um, to try and save her sister. And so it's like, that's the, yeah, that's the like, that's the devastating piece of it is <laughs> yeah. the way that like these two sisters were like kind of like crossed and then went separate ways. Yeah. Um, and then just all the Jedi imagery. That was another thing I thought about too, is that like, you have you have this Jedi who wasn't a part of this family giving this gift to a family that what that they weren't bound by blood. True. And so true. this Jedi and this family lineage were bound by this lightsaber, but the, it started not being bound by blood. And this family end is probably ending. That's like the assumption that we're getting. This is the end of their family is ending with people who aren't blood have the same blood but are bound by something greater than that and so it was like to see the parallel between like how the start of it happened like giving the lightsaber to this family from somebody who wasn't part of your bloodline but then like that binds you together and then like the bloodline of this family breaks apart but they're still bound i don't know i feel like i'm just like no, that actually makes a lot of sense i didn't even think of that but you're so right like it is a really powerful narrative on family does not need to be blood which is something mm-hmm. that Star Wars pushes a lot. And this mm-hmm. one kind of took a little bit of a more extreme position, I would say, with it ending mm-hmm. with like straight up the blood daughter is no longer there. Um, yeah. So, but again, it's just really enforcing that idea that like you can uh, you can be family without blood. And yeah, that is actually a really good point about the Jedi not being blood related but it's still having an impact on the family oh, wow star wars <laughs> yeah i also just another like array point of it because i picked up a second time i watched it the image of lop when she's holding the lightsaber oh and, yeah like, the light is reflecting her i was just like it's right from <laughs> force awakens it's right. i was like man i gotta do like a side by side like oh, gosh yes shot of those two because i was like oh my gosh it is literally right um with like this angry thing coming a thing excuse me her sister um (laughs) (laughs) angry thing i mean the for the dark side man so it twists into unnatural it's the what is the what is the line from dark players it's the um the dark side um, is is the pathway things that some may consider to be be unnatural Oh man, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. It's just like this is the tragedy of Ocho. This is the tragedy. The tragedy of, of Lop and Ocho. That's what it should have been called: the tragedy of Lop and Ocho, not just Lop and Ocho. Exactly, exactly. Who do we need to get the time stone so we can go back in time and go tell the animators like y'all need to change the title? <laughs> that's the only reason. That's the only valid thing I can think of needing the time stone for. <laughs> yeah. Just that. Or. Or I guess in the Star Wars sense, we'll go to the world between worlds and then go oh, yeah. to the like True. wherever the little circle is of their studio and be like, change the title. <laughs> the title's wrong. Just whisper it into the abyss. <laughs> literally, literally. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, that was really good. That was, uh, hope everyone listening enjoyed that. I did. I got some new insights, some new perspectives. It's always a good day when you're talking about the Empire with Camilla. Um, <laughs> 
really, really quick before we end off here, uh, we also got some news. Well, it wasn't really news. I think this was two days ago. Star Wars Instagram posted something about the High Republic. We're switching gears to High Republic real quick here because this is something we both also really like. Uh, there may potentially be spoilers for like the first few novels. Um, so if you haven't read any of those, you might want to yeet out of here right now. But say if you want, that's fine. <laughs> Um, so the Ari that is now editing this the next day uh, would just like to reiterate there will be spoilers for the High Republic, specifically the Rising Storm. Big spoilers ahead. So if you have not uh, read these books yet, please uh, say farewell now for your own sake. Um, but yeah, Star Wars Instagram posted something really rude. Um, <laughs> it was really rude. It was this picture and it had a bunch of the High Republic Jedi on it, and it had what I think is Starlight Beacon, the space station, looking like it was burning and falling through space, which is just absolutely fantastic. And then the caption on the like on the actual photo was, "Who will survive the end of Phase One, January 2022?" And I was I saw that, and I was I really it ruined my day. Not actually, but it sort of did because um, I don't like to like. What first of all, what do they mean who will survive? The best character is already dead. Excuse me. My space dad. <laughs> Loaded. I'm still mad about that. But um I'm scared. Who do you think it's gonna be that die? Somebody's gonna die. Maybe more it's than just... one somebody, maybe multiple, but I don't know who. I'm We're scared. they the Maybe like the time public writers have talked about it multiple times and they're like, yeah, we like have free reign because these characters haven't shown up anywhere else. So we can truly do whatever we want. Hence why we lost Loden so early. Freaking Kevin Scott, man. I'm, he's he never going to listen. Greatest, but if he I'm is, just, sir, I'm mad at you. <laughs> the entire TikTok or the entire Star Wars, I guess also the Star Wars TikTok community where a lot of us are. Um, feel the same way but yeah it's like I was just thinking about it when you said it and the first person that honestly came to mind is Elzar I was thinking that too because I think one of the trio is gonna die which means it has right. to be Avar Stellan or is it Avar or Avar I don't even know how to pronounce Avar. it Avar okay. Avar yeah so yeah it's gotta be either her Stellan or Elzar and I think I don't think it'll be Avar I really don't because for mm-hmm. one thing I think it would be really aside from the story and her who she is in the story. I also think just from like a general, like general standpoint, it doesn't really make sense to kill off like the main female Jedi. Like it it just doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. Like from like a quote unquote political standpoint, like in our world today, like that just, it just doesn't make sense. Um, Mm -hmm. They gave us her. So I think it'll either be Elzar or Stellan. And agreed. I don't know, because I could kind of almost see it going both ways. Like, I could definitely see Elzar doing... I could see Elzar screwing up somehow Mm -hmm. um, in the sense of we already know he's had a few, like, dark side thoughts and Mm -hmm. even tapped into it a little bit. So I could see him doing that more and then doing something rash to kind of in a sense, repent for whatever dumb thing he did. Um, And dumb is not really the right word, but you know what I mean? Or I could also see it potentially being Stellan. And then part of the next phase is Elzar kind of figuring out how to go on and dealing with that, which could also Mm -hmm. lead to more of a messed up Elzar without Stellan around. So I could see them doing that as well. But I mean, I don't want either of those to die. So yeah, no, what do you think? It feels it's like it's like there's like two ways that they can go with it because I know like the whole thing was that we don't really have a lot we don't really have a lot of visual material about Elzar Mm-mm. and Eric sees yes Elzar not Elzar Stella, about Elzar and and I know it's like why because he feels like very important and so Ooh, since true. we so th- but again that goes to, that can go two ways it's like okay we're we not getting a lot of him because like he's not going to last very long um <laughs> or is it because this whatever happens during the end of phase one like really affects him and then we get like a whole new elzar character i don't know there's something there's something fishy there going is something on with fishy about elzar and like i just hmm. 
<laughs> mm, yeah. that's all I could say, but yeah. I don't know if like any of that, I'm trying to think about like the comic book characters. The only one we know is safe is Yoda. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's like the worst part. Uh, I mean, I could, the- see, I could see a few more like named characters getting killed off. I don't know who, but like I could just, as I'm assuming, I mean, it's Claudia Gray and we already know she likes to hurt us. I'm going to assume that, what is it? The fallen star? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm preparing for the worst and I think it's going to be like harder to read than the rising storm in terms of people dying left, right, and center. Like, I really think there's going to be something really big that happens worse than <laughs> the fair, but, um, mm-hmm. and I could definitely see a few more like named characters who don't have as much of a thing getting getting unalived i could see it but yeah. I, mean, I hope not obviously but just i'm preparing like, for the worst because at this point i've been <laughs> too many times i'm very i'm just like can somebody like leave bell alone that's what i care yeah about. <laughs> true like can we just like this i've we it's like we talk a lot about like jedi who've gone through like a lot of trauma and it's like we want is like a lot of trauma and like other people have a lot of trauma and i'm like yeah but these people are adults yeah. a li- it's a it's like a little not a little but a young padawan yeah who's Literally. like been through a lot of crap as like a young person mm-hmm. he needs a lot of care and hugs and just Buryaga hugs just the, the, like that well, that's probably one of my favorite wholesome moments in star wars is when Burry comes to give him a hug and rising storm and like bell is still like dealing with his injuries and burry is like oh my gosh i hurt him it's like yeah i didn't mean to hurt you he just wanted to like give him a wookie <laughs> hug and hug yeah <laughs> just if anything i swear these the, the top three like padawans that i'm the most concerned about but i don't think anything will happen to them because they're padawans is bell burry and lula yeah I, those are my like top three and if anything happens to them i will lose my mind <laughs> yeah i'm uh i'm scared well oh we can hope for the best only and uh see what happens i hope uh also wreath silas doesn't lose another master so i think what's his face is safe because that would just be too much is that how you pronounce his name i think so Right. Also, I love that man. As a side note, I need to read Out of the Shadows because he's in it more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I won't love him he's, after he, Out of the Shadows. Who knows? But I liked him after Into the Dark. Yeah. I think Vern is safe. Um, I think all the Padawans are probably. I safe. feel like the Padawans are safe because, like, Star Wars is dark, but like, not that dark. I hope, but you never know because it's the High Republic and the authors have been given free reign. So I guess we'll see the extent of their ruthlessness in a few months. Yeah, it's like I'm trying to think. I could see these are. I could see like Skier. Oh yeah. I, I also just have this really strong feeling that buckets of blood is going to be gone. <laughs> That just, feels like another one. Yeah. It just feels like I just feel like he's not coming out of it alive. I don't know. I mean, he's also old. Or or the other one who might die is what's his name? Um, Porter Angle or whatever. Eggman. Yep. I think yep. he might I think he's going down with the ship potentially. Ah, I hate it. Yeah. So the fallen star, we're assuming is Starlight Beacon, right? Yeah. <laughs> I hate it here, truly. I'm so scared. I'm gonna read that book. I'm gonna neglect all of my all of my university duties. I'm gonna read that book in one sitting because I will not be able to handle it. I think that's just, that's gonna be the start. You know, like we keep talking about how I've seen a lot of like discourse of people like talking about the Jedi and the prequel era. And, like, them talking about, like, oh, they weren't as dog... They're not as dogmatic as, like, people say. Like, they were kind of in the right in a lot of things, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, like, isn't the whole purpose of the higher public to be, like, this is what the Jedi were supposed to be? Yeah. And in the in the, in the the Galactic Republic, they were as far from what they were supposed to be. Correct. And it's because not... Because they really that's not were. To say, yeah. It's not to say that, like, 
they should have been like completely destroyed by Palpatine. Like that's not, but it is to say that like they weren't operating as Jedi were supposed to be. And it's like, they were put into an impossible situation by Palpatine. They were manipulated by Palpatine and put into a possible situation. Um, And so that's why I'm like interested to see is, is the fall of Starlight Beacon, the start of us moving toward them making choices that lean us closer to how they get to being the Jedi we see in the Galactic Republic. Yeah, I definitely, I, interesting. I think, I think so. I think, cause you're right. The purpose of the high Republic, especially like light of the Jedi specifically is to show like who the Jedi were supposed to be. And I've said it before. I'll say it again. I like the high Republic Jedi more because they feel more like, well, less dumb for starters. Um, but like, they also, <laughs> They also take care of their Padawans a lot better. Um, and like even like in the Rising Storm with Bell feeling all that he does with the loss of Loden, he thought mm-hmm. until he unthought that until he thought it again. Um, is like what's her name? I think it's Indira, is like mm-hmm. you're allowed I love you, are, you are allowed to feel sad. You are allowed yeah. to feel mourning you are allowed to be upset that your master is not here whereas like in the galactic republic they're like don't feel anything ever and so i wonder too if potentially something happens obviously that makes them take that extreme position on feelings because it does feel a lot more like the the uh galactic republic jedi are like do not feel anything ever just yeah it's good and so obviously i want to know i want to feel in the gaps now and see what happens but yeah no yeah the whole there is no emotion there is what is it there's no emotion there's peace is that what the line is yeah it's weird <laughs> i like i really struggle with it because i'm like there is emotion yeah there isn't like exactly the comes when you like it's like some people can get away with suppressing there are some people who can get away with suppressing emotion and it like affects them internally but it doesn't have an outward effect there are people who like can like cannot repress emotions yeah. and really have to work through it. And if there's no space to do that in a healthy mm-hmm. manner, it's like they're human. You're hu- they're people. They're not perfect, you know. Exactly. And so it's like, yeah. So I like I, I always find it interesting when people like are def- are conscious saying that the Jedi weren't as dogmatic in the prequel trilogy as people would say they are. When I'm like, the whole purpose of the High Republic is to like emphasize that they had lost their way and it's like the jedi like in general like across all time are not as dogmatic as people say they are but the Mm -hmm. snapshot of the jedi that we see in episodes one two and three hundred percent are and Mm -hmm. like like the only one really who isn't like super not kind like bordering on is is qui-gon and then he's gone so (laughs) rip Qui-Gon but not forgotten <laughs> no <laughs> how have I never heard that before um but I mean yeah because like I've said before and I'll like I'll say it again like Qui-Gon would definitely fit a lot better with a higher public Jedi than the Galactic Republic Jedi which I also think will be interesting once we get more for mm-hmm. our public to like further compare and kind of contrast that and see see Agreed. what happens but anyway it was really great. Um, uh, yeah, that's all I, I mean, I have a bajillion more things I could say about the High Republic, but in the interest of time, we'll, we'll cut it off here so that uh, people are not bored and you have places to be as well. So if anyone is still listening to us after approximately an hour of of chats thank you we had a lot of fun or at least i did so i hope i, <laughs> I hope everybody always listening. a good time on the millennium <laughs> i hope everybody listening also had a good time and um as always please feel free to reach out to either of us on social media uh as usual i will write out all of camilla's stuff in the bio so that you have no excuse not to find her and uh also listen to beans of the galaxy which is her podcast and uh yeah hope everyone's having a great day night morning evening whatever it is wherever you are listening and as always of course may the force be with you